0: welcome to locked on kentucky your daily kentucky podcast on the locked on podcast network i'm curtis birch host and producer on news radio 630 wlap the home of the cats
1: and i'm kyle tucker of the athletic and together curtis and i are here every day monday through friday talking the cats If it's a big deal to the big blue nation you can hear it right here on the locked on podcast network
0: I'm really glad you remembered your lines, Kyle. After a, a a week of a week off the podcast, man, I'm I'm proud of you,
1: buddy. <laughs> They're burned in my brain, and uh, I I really appreciate you holding down the fort without me. It was a long, hard week taking care of some medical stuff with my wife, and it was a a huge, awesome help of you to to take that off my plate. So I appreciate it.
0: No, oh, that's no problem. We hope everyone's feeling a little bit better.
1: Yeah, we're getting there, slowly but surely, but uh, it was Mother's Day today as we're recording this, and so we tried to take good care of her today, and I would say to everybody listening, uh, after several months of dealing with this, and you know quite a bit about what's been going on, it's been a whole bunch of different things, just uh, if you're healthy and you feel good every day when you wake up, don't take that for granted, (laughs) because uh, there are people, and my wife is one of them, who... Wake up feeling pretty terrible every day. So
0: Yep. And, uh, Kyle, you know I was in the same – I was in a similar situation, not the same medical one, well, yep. a couple years ago. So I, I 100% agree with that. Also, shout out to all the moms that listen and my mom. Uh, she's awesome. Kyle, you can shout out your mom. Say she's awesome. My
1: mom is awesome. Yep. I tweeted out a picture of her with me when I was a little boy today, and she's the best. My, uh, my parents were in high school when I was born, so it's a pretty scary thing to have happen to you. My mom was uh, 16 years old. Oh, wow. And uh, she is a rock star. I have three sisters, younger sisters now, and my parents have been married the same amount of time I've been alive, so 38 years. Uh, they're pretty amazing. They they are uh, my heroes, and she is, certainly is. So happy Mother's Day to to Lisa Tucker.
0: And happy Mother's Day to Carolyn Birch. I tweeted out the picture, a couple pictures with her and I. And ironically, they're all in Rupp Arena because uh, yeah, she's right. she's the biggest sports fan in the family. That honestly is not <laughs> is not really that much of an exaggeration. Specifically, when it comes uh, to University of Kentucky athletics, she was the one who got me kind of into watching sports. It's kind of not the typical scenario but it's cool so she took me to my first basketball game ever uh college basketball game at Rupp Arena that was pretty neat so happy Mother's Day to everybody um so this edition of the show is uh brought to you by Skyline Chili we'll tell you a little bit more about them in just a bit we got to talk Johnny Juzang um Jaden McDaniels and where this roster at this point stands for uh Kentucky basketball but Kyle uh, let's start out with the news that happened on Friday, uh late Friday. These day on high school kids don't understand the news cycle. I mean, Kevin Knox announced on Derby and, and now you got Johnny Juzang announcing late on a Friday night. Man, like that's not when you get the most buzz. But I guess at that point it wasn't too much of a a question mark out there. M- most people kind of assumed that he was coming to Kentucky.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a it was a weird time to do it. it- 7 p.m. Eastern time on Friday night. Uh, but um, as you said, by the time it happened, I think everybody would have been surprised if it had been anyone but Kentucky. His other finalists were what: Kansas, Oregon, and Virginia.
0: Yes, that sounds so, right. right?
1: Um, you know, it's a it's a it's a huge, huge deal to me that they got a, a shooter. Um, you know, they're they're going to have a, a very talented roster next season, regardless, but. I think one thing that they clearly lacked was another shooter, another, you know, multiple level scorer, you know, they're losing Keldon Johnson and and Tyler Hero on the wings. They're two of their, their biggest scoring threats. Um, they're their most prolific three point shooters from last season. Um, and I thought that was, it was interesting. I talked to Evan Daniels from two, four, seven. He's been on the podcast. I think everybody listening knows who Evan is a uh, really plugged in guy and really informed about, the top players in the country and he he compared him favorably um in terms of role and what he could do for kentucky to both devin booker and tyler hero and and so that was a big part of the pitch and i mean that's not small praise (laughs) uh for one but two i think that's you know that's what they had to get they had to go find somebody who could at least you could at least hope could um fill that type of role um he's a three-point shooter shot but i think 43 percent on the Adidas circuit last year, um, he uh, you know is a, has a, a pull-up game, a mid-range game. He can drive it and score. Um, you know, a lot of you're going to see a, in terms of style of play anyway. Um, I think very similar to Tyler Hero. So yeah, that, that's a big, big addition. It was something that was like a clear need for Kentucky.
0: I think um, basically. all the bloggers writers myself included like we can just go ahead and you know either you can do a word replace uh for stories about johnny juzang isn't just a shooter you know he's a score and you can you know put just take out tyler hero's name that we all did this year and and put in his name um and maybe more
1: (laughs) more than a shooter except except uh it's not a white kid so like maybe people won't just assume that like they did about tyler hero
0: you know uh well, it was interesting. I was watching a any interview with him, and uh, since we were talking about ethnicities, and he was talking about his name, Juzang. he said it's not actually Asian. He said it's Creole. His dad has like French Creole heritage, um, and his his dad's family. His dad never lived in the Louisiana area, but his family did at one point. And so, like technically, I think that that's being mispronounced. But you know, that's how he pronounces it. I guess um you know it's just one of those things where it, it just gets changed when it kind of crosses into a different language uh, but- i don't
1: know if i think about it i mean i mean if I, if i think about the way you would say Juzang in creole it's probably Juzang. <laughs> i mean it's
0: probably real close to the way we're, way we're saying it. just a little more a little more pizzazz
1: a little, a little, a little more oak to it get a little little get, get a little coach gravel in <laughs> your voice <laughs> i got a hum up you want a hum up the greatest the greatest commercial ever shot by ed ogeron
0: oh coach o um but yeah uh my, my thoughts on on kind of uh juzang overall are, are basically that you know he is a need and it is. I'm interested to see he he fits the mold because you know as you you pointed out when you're talking with Evan of uh, the Tyler hero Devin Booker, um, and not player wise, but I'm now looking at kind of position in the ranking rise wise compared to like impact on the court. Uh, also like Shea just Alexander, where he's like in the 30s, but what Kentucky will need and what he can do means his impact. I think. Will outweigh his recruiting ranking if that makes sense, Kyle,
1: yeah, and he took a little bit of a hit because he reclassified um you know I think he was like in the in the twenties and a five star if he had stayed in the twenty twenty class and slipped into the thirties and as a four star um because he reclassified, but you know i mean this is a this is a five star caliber you know mcdonald's all american caliber player um so and he, and he's not young by reclassifying. He he's already eighteen. Um, I I I think uh, he's going to be a vital piece of the team because I mean he's going to bring something that's not in abundance. I mean there's there are an abundance of of you know small forward wing type guys on the roster, but there there's not an abundance of shooters and pure scores. And uh, you know I think he and Tyrese Maxey could very well duke it out for who leads the team in scoring next season.
0: Wow. You really think that he could be the leading scorer? That's uh, I mean, that's that's kind of a lofty expectation for that guy. I I think he's going to be really good, but I don't know if that's in his grasps.
1: Well, I mean, who are the other options? I mean, Tyrese Maxey is number 1. Who like who else?
0: I mean, I could see a situation like EJ Montgomery if he turns it all the way up.
1: Yeah, I don't see that. I mean, I just, uh, you know, I think it's Tyrese Maxey and then whoever else is going to challenge. And and I just think this is going to be a team with so many pieces that, like, you could lead this team in scoring at, you know, 13 and a half points a game. You know what I mean? Like, there may be – there's going to be so many guys that deserve minutes and are going to play that, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be a a 20-point-a-game guy. I'm just saying, you know – he could be in the mix to lead them in scoring. I still think it'll be Maxi, but he could be in that mix easily, I think.
0: Yeah, that'd be a heck of a mix. I mean, you also, Khalil Whitney's the, I guess he's not a pure scorer, but is he, was he, he ended up as the highest rated guy or was that Maxi? I, I didn't, I can't remember how they shook out in the final. Um recruiting rankings.
1: I think in the final two four seven Maxi was ten and Whitney was eleven maybe. Okay. So they're both uh, right there. And I just I don't see Whitney as a guy that's gonna put up huge scoring numbers. Uh certainly not consistently. That's uh, fair. I mean I mean I just I, I, I think Juzang and Maxi will be the two purest uh scoring threats that they have. And I think they'll you know I think they'll be on the court at the same time a lot, so um, I could easily. I mean, I, it wouldn't stun me to see the, the, at some point in the season the starting lineup be Hagen's, uh, Juzang, and
0: and Maxi. Wow! All right, you love you love Johnny Juzang, Double J. Well, it's J. just about
1: need. To me, it's just about need, and I think they're going to play small, and so I think a lot of those wings that they have, like Whitney and some other guys, may end up at the four. You know, small ball fours.
0: Well, so I, I, the thing we need, we're going to talk about next is. I mean, guys that potentially are going to be added to this roster, how this roster shakes out. So uh, let's jump into that in a minute. But before that, I do want to tell you about Skyline Chili, which is in Lexington off of Richmond Road. They got delicious cheese conies, uh, three-way. You get the noodles and chili and spaghetti. You can make it a three- or four-way. By adding some other things, it's a great spot. You can go in there and sit down. They got a fantastic dining experience. Or if you're in a rush to get back to the family, go through the drive-through and pick up some conies, and everyone will be happy uh, at, at the house. Right now, uh, the Roses is opening this week right next door. So if you're driving down Richmond Road, I'm sure you'll see all the, the grand opening signs for the Roses. Skyline is is right before that. If you're heading out of town, um, so swing in there and get you some cheese conies. You are locked on Kentucky. Your Daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. All right, let's let's start Kyle with uh this just Jade McDaniel's thing and uh I will highly recommend you go back if if you haven't listeners already and and listen to the the talk I had with Ben Roberts last week. I guess it's now two episodes ago. It covers a lot of the recruiting so you can kind of get his take as well. Uh, but Kyle, I do want to talk to you. Like what do you what do you make of this whole situation? I mean, for so, for months. I mean, months now it's been he's going to washington he's going to washington and then it yeah. seems like it's broken the other way in kentucky's favor recently
1: well i mentioned it on on a previous podcast with you that i think a lot of my theory was that uh, the that, that because the family had kept it so quiet for months that that it became it, it kind of turned into an assumption that this kid he's a sort of a quiet natured kid uh you know he's a little bit uh, i don't want to say timid he's just not uh you know, he's not an extrovert um, and they've kept their recruitment so quiet that it's like, well, he's going to stay in Washington. He's going to stay home. He's going to go to Washington because they're recruiting. Great. You know, they got a Stewart, the top five kid in the class. They got a transfer from quad a green. They're, they're, you know, putting it together. Um, that, be- I think that the nature of the uncertainty and the quietness of his recruitment led people. My theory was that it led people to make that assumption. Well, then I, I wrote, I have a piece up for the athletic about J- Juzang's commitment and then what's next and focusing on Jane McDaniels. And I talked to his trainer, his personal trainer I works out with him almost every morning. And I had talked to him once before for a story and he kind of confirmed that theory. He just said like it, almost exactly that, that people started making assumptions because they hadn't told anybody anything. Um, and he said that that wasn't necessarily the case, and he, and then he was very very positive. You know, we've talked about the buzz, um, the buzz about Kentucky that's uh, come up lately, and Evan Daniels picking Kentucky for him um, recently. Uh, you know, everything the trainer said was very very kind of pro Kentucky, and he didn't. He went went out of his way to say it's you know there are two options, but he did say it's down to Kentucky and Washington. Um, and he said, so yeah, Kentucky's definitely in the mix. Um, but he said, because his recruitment has been so silent, no one knew most kids, they post all their interests and visits and everything they do on social media. So you kind of get a better read on what they're thinking. But with Jaden, his family and his circle, it's been tight lipped. So everyone has just been guessing. Um, this is a trainer still talking. He said, people think no kid from out here is going to go all the way to Kentucky over U-Dub, especially a kid like him who's quiet and reserved. Why would he go all the way across the country? I think that's what they assume about him. Um, And then he went on to say it's been the kid's favorite program or favorite school, dream school, since he was little, I think, 7th grade. Uh, He grew up, his favorite player is John Wall. Um, He said Kentucky didn't even have to really make a pitch because that program speaks for itself. He said it's just Kentucky. That name holds weight. So, I mean, that's a very encouraging update. And then also I talked to Evan Daniels about that, and he, he sort of stuck by it. He said, I think Kentucky's in great shape for Jaden McDaniels. In fact, I wouldn't trade their position uh, with anyone. So, you know, I like at this point, I think they're going to get Jaden McDaniels, a top 10 player. At one point, he was a top five player. He slipped a little bit in the rankings. Uh, I think he had a little bit of a downs sort of summer of all-star appearances and McDonald's and all that Um, didn't didn't show great. Uh, He's certainly a little bit raw still. He's more potential than he is polished, but I mean, he's a guy who at one point was a top five player. He's still a top 10 player in the class and he's a long kind of Kevin Durant body style type of guy who he's not going to be a a post player. He's going to be a long lanky wing. Well, you know, and he's gonna he's gonna shoot the ball and handle the ball. He's he's kind of a modern basketball player,
0: I guess. We ju- we should get into it because obviously you were still on social media um, when you were taking care of the family business, and you kind of had height gate uh, with Jaden McDaniels because he's listed yeah. as six eleven, and I don't think that that's accurate. Yeah, uh, and people were trying to compare his height in a picture to. Kenny Payne <laughs> and then some people are like well Kenny Payne is closer to the camera camera it's an optical illusion he maybe actually is uh, I mean 6'11. they're standing
1: there hold with their arms around each other like, <laughs> like like shoulder to shoulder I don't know how much closer somebody could be in the frame like he look the dude's not 6'11 I'll I'll you know maybe he'll grow and he'll be that by the time he gets here but I mean it, it's also notable that the Two Four seven was one of the sites that had him listed as six eleven and he is now listed as six nine on that website as whoa. of this week.
0: whoa, is that because of you
1: i mean i I think so also evan i mean I think Evan and I talked about it, and he's like, yeah, the dude is not over six foot nine um Wow. Which is fine. I mean, he doesn't need to be. He's not a center or or, or even a power forward. He's a wing.
0: I know. No. The, uh, yeah. But, his his size for what position he is. He's still going to have unbelievable positional size because he'll, he'll be bigger than almost anybody he's going up against uh, on the wing spot. Uh, but I'm just I'm kind of shaken right now that you know you. Kyle Tucker are able to influence heights on the recruiting site services like that's that's impressive pull <laughs> I mean,
1: man I mean the dude is not 6'11 I think anybody with eyeballs who's ever I mean I've seen him in person I've seen him in pictures standing next to people whose height we're we're aware of Kenny Payne is 6'8 was 6'8 when he was a player he's now 50 some years old uh, there's. I mean, the kid is just not six eleven, and that is fine. So next fine. time,
0: you're 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 saying you're baiting me into next time we talk to Kenny Payne, asking how much he's shrunk since his playing days, so we can get a a completely accurate gauge of <laughs> how Jamie? much
1: over are you, Kenny? <laughs> um, my grandmother, my grandmother. This is funny. Uh, I mean, it is true that you shrink with age. My grandmother uh, used to measure me in her door frame, you know, and write my height and stuff, and. She would measure herself sometimes. As I started getting taller, she would measure herself with me. Um and I went back to visit her with my twins last summer and she wanted to she hadn't measured me in twenty some years. So she measured me and then we measured her and she had shrunken in three inches.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's a lot. I mean
1: her back is like curving over and she's ninety years old, but uh oh.
0: Well, yeah. If I'm Jesus. ninety, I'd 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 take four foot tall. That'd be cool. If I'm still, yeah,
1: exactly. As long as <laughs> the only height that matters is how if, whether you're above ground or not.
0: Yeah, the if, if you can be measured by standing, then you're winning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at ninety negative.
1: Uh, you just don't want to be negative six feet.
0: Exactly right, Kyle. Good line. Um, all right, uh, let's, let's take a quick break, because coming up next, we want to get into uh, kind of where the roster for next season is um, with the big guys specifically, uh, and we'll talk about that next. You are locked on Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So, Kyle, you know, the last piece from a kind of recruiting standpoint, even though I guess grad transfers, it still is recruiting to a certain extent, is the, the name is Kerry is Blackshear uh junior. Uh, many people have kind of dismissed Kentucky um, because they've, well, they've signed so many guys. And obviously, as we just laid out in the last segment, Jade McDaniels, although he is tall, he is not a post player. Um, so they would not be directly competing, you know, for positional minutes if McDaniels comes to Kentucky, but there are only so many minutes for a team. And, you know, we've talked at length about potentially, you know, Calipari and Kentucky having to kind of go, more modern and play some of those wings at the four spot. So the minutes w- might not be there, even if there aren't big guys coming back. But I just like, where do you think this, this Blackshear Steel stands with Kentucky?
1: Uh, I think they're still in it. You know, I think um, there's still, we still don't know what EJ and Montgomery and Nick Richards are going to do. Um, I think, I think there's still a possibility that, that I think a strong possibility if, if Blackshear doesn't decide he wants to be a pro, that's the big factor with him. And I think that's really the biggest factor with all three of those guys, Nick Richards, EJ Montgomery um, and Blackshear, like unless, unless they uh, decide, just decide they want to be pros, regardless of what the feedback is or whatever. If they come, if they come back to college, I would like all three of them, you know, I would like Kentucky's chances to have all three of them. Uh, I don't think they're all going to decide that because I, I just, I, I feel like one or more of those guys is going to make a decision to say, Hey, you know what? I want to start getting paid by somebody, even if it's the G league or overseas or whatever. Um, I think, I think it's only really safe to assume Kentucky will have one of the three, uh, and I think at max two of the three. I don't. I don't see a scenario where Kentucky ends up with all three of, of Montgomery, Richards, uh, and Blackshear.
0: Well, who do you think's the most likely? Is it EJ Montgomery is the most likely to be on Kentucky's roster next year?
1: I wouldn't say that really. Um, I I just uh, it's kind of a mystery. I, I really I think it's a mystery. I think almost probably to the to folks in the uh, Joe Craft Center as much a mystery to them as it is uh us. Um
0: well, John Calipari's in Italy right now, so he's not in the yeah. Joe Craft Center, but
1: Yeah, you know, and um I don't know. I I think there's I think there's definitely a scenario where we see Kentucky be sort of forced to play a different style next season. Uh they're going to have an abundance of wings, um kind of interchangeable parts and, you know, Nate Sustina is uh, you know a real stretch four, and could be a stretch five if you're playing a small ball lineup with him at the five, <clears throat> and so I, I think as they stand, if even if Nick and EJ left and they didn't get Blackshear, I think that would be a bad scenario for them because they'd be really, I mean, they would have one true post player. Um, I think they'll have at least two, but that even in that scenario. Um, you're going to have to get a little bit creative, and so I, I do think I, I do think it's increasingly likely that we're going to see Kentucky play a different style without a whole lot of traditional big men. Um, and I, for one, am here for it because I think it's going to be at least offensively, it's going to be really fun to watch. Now it can come with some limitations, but I I think is if Calipari manages his, you know, not manages, but if he uh, utilizes the pieces he has, if he can find you know, figure out what all of them do well and put them in the right pos- positions. Like this could be a really fun group and a, have a bunch of fun lineups where they get out and they run and they score and they spread the floor offensively. <clears throat> play 4 and 5 out and play as as our listeners have heard me say many times, a more modern brand of basketball.
0: I just keep and I'm I'm not living in the the real world, I guess. I'm living in this this logical world and the real world is illogical in a lot of instances. EJ Montgomery, in his release, said that he wanted to be a first-round pick, right? Yeah. He's not going to be that. Right. So, like, if if I'm just basing that off that, I would think that he would come back. I mean, Nick Richards obviously wasn't invited to the Combine or the whatever the G League thing was either. He's not an an NBA prospect at this point. I mean, I think definitely he could get signed to a G League contract, and if that's what he wants to do at this point, you know, after two years at Kentucky, okay. But it would just seem like both of those guys, more than Blackshear, have room to improve. And from I'm like trying to look at this as like business wise, and, and and coming back to ever guarantees anything. Obviously, you know, we know that. Um, PJ Washington was probably the, the best example and you know he raised his stock many many drafts like he made millions of dollars coming back. So there's, no, there's no guarantee that Nick or EJ would do that. I think EJ is very likely to do that if he does come back. Um, but I just I just find it tough to to be a situation where both of both of them go and you're telling me that it's it's possible and I just that's just crazy for me to kind of wrap my head around.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's it seems nonsensical, but I mean there's always more to it than just you know um just that basic set of facts. Like if you're if you're Nick Richards and you think like I am what I am <laughs> you know, I'm a flawed prospect. Popeye? I'm not sure I'm the you know what's that?
0: Popeye. He he I am what I oh, am.
1: I yeah, I, I am what I am.
0: Um
1: <laughs> I you know just like does coming back to Kentucky for another year put him in any better position for the NBA? I don't know. Like, is he ever going to be an NBA prospect? I don't know. Um, with EJ, like, you is there is it a factor that he's he feels frustrated by? You know, having John Calipari say something pretty unusual to him on the recruiting trail, which was at least according to them, uh, EJ and his family and his his coach uh they said the the pitch was you're not a uh, want you're a need you know and like that it was made really clear to him that they needed him for last year and then after he signed they went and added Reed Travis um and then his role was diminished and you know he plays just a handful of minutes in the uh elite 8 game and you know you just wonder if, if if not if it's not just about you know nba but also a guy who feels like he wasn't uh, valued as much uh or or utilized as much as he was kind of made led to believe he would be utilized and if that's the case you you understand that you know guys have to kind of um go where they feel like they're they're wanted and needed and I think he's both wanted and needed at Kentucky next season. I think he could have a breakout year. I think he could make himself a bunch of money. Um, I saw enough from him last year to believe that that he could be really good as a sophomore. Uh, I don't know that he could make the the, the total PJ Washington leap because I also don't think he has the same kind of mentality. I don't think EJ Montgomery is just a total killer um, the way that PJ Washington kind of turned it on and be but i do think he could be a lot better he would be used a lot more uh and he would make himself some i mean he would certainly i think solidify himself as an nba player an nba draft pick coming back next year whereas now that's just not the case um but, you know and and maybe in both those guys cases the fact that they were interested in blackshear and they went and got nate Testina made them feel like you know they're not believed in by this coaching staff um, and I'm not saying any of those are necessarily true. Um, I'm just saying, like, you could understand, you know, why a young man who's hasn't had his kind of moment yet at Kentucky qu- would feel that way. And so uh, I just – I always think there's more to these stories than just the raw data of, like, well, look, at, there's, he's not projected. Why in the world would he do this? Like, you know, I think there's always a lot more going on.
0: Well, that's why I said I was living in in a logical world, and we live in an illogical world where feelings and and those kind of emotions play played large roles in our decisions. And you know, sometimes they should, sometimes they shouldn't. um, but that's that's how it goes. I, I obviously, we'll be talking about this a ton, and what the heck's the date, Kyle? I mean, we got just a couple of weeks until those decisions have to be made. Um, and so we'll know a lot more. Um, by then with all three of those guys, obviously with, with Blackshear have to decide if he wants to come back to college or just continue pro. And I think like, I'll just quickly say him going pro makes the most sense because a, he's got the degree B he was all ACC. Like he performed at an optimal level at the college level. Like there's from a production standpoint, I don't know there's a ton more that he can do. Obviously, he can improve skill set and those kind of things, but for a pro career, I think he probably has the least amount of ceiling of all three of those guys uh, to improve on. So, But we'll find out soon enough. Uh, Kyle, let everybody know where they can read your work and follow you on social media.
1: Uh, they can subscribe to The Athletic and get The Athletic app and read uh, everything I write there and follow me on Twitter at Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H.
0: I'm on Twitter at Curtis Birch, Burch B U R C H. We're later this week. We are going to be talking about the 2020. Recruiting class. I was up in Indy at the EYB. I got a chance to talk to some guys. Uh, Kyle, I think we talked about it uh, when he was in Atlanta. So we got, we kind of got both stops covered. So we'll be able to talk kind of pretty in depth about a lot of those guys because Kentucky is casting a much, much wider net. Um, so we'll get into that. Until then, if you want to check out the interviews I got to do in Indy, uh, you can go to BigBlueInsider.com. That also is the name of the show. You can listen to me weeknights, 6 to 8 p.m. on WLAP and Sunday mornings, 9 to noon. Um, on Sunday morning sports talk. So please follow along with the show's social media at locked on UK and find us on Facebook. Just search locked on Kentucky. Thanks again to skyline chili for sponsoring this edition of the show. We will talk to you guys soon. Are locked on Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Hello, hello. How we doing?
1: Good. Sorry, I had I was getting. I had to catch up on this Kawhi Leonard game-winning shot.
0: Four bounces. Four Dude, bounces. Like,
1: have you seen the picture that I just retweeted?
0: i'm not on twitter right now
1: uh there's a picture from getty images this like badass photographer and Kawhi is like sitting on the floor one of his teammates who's not in uniform has his arm around him and they're looking and like
0: oh
1: and then uh joel joel Embiid is like uh, like pushed out in the corner also looking like is it gonna go in it's just crazy like how long they had to like wait before it went down.
0: Yeah. That was like the longest
1: I mean, buzzer like, beater when ever. When you see that it's like the picture is it's like staggering to realize that the dude who hit the shot is in the picture. He's like sitting on the floor.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty nuts. So. So what do you want to talk about?